0: welcome you to thank you for being here this morning and uh you just start with a word of prayer together father we come this morning to commit this time to you we ask lord that you would help us set all the distractions uh, aside the things that would uh, you know that are going on in the news going on in the 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 covid virus and all the things that are going on just be able to cause these things to be set aside in such a way that we can really focus on you, draw into your presence this morning. And we ask Lord that you would be with us, uh, every part of this, our, from our prayers to, to worship to, you know, singing together to communion, the opening your word together. We ask Lord all of it would be done in such a way that it would strengthen our walk with you, cause our, our, our witness to be strengthened. And Lord that you would be glorified. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Good morning. How is everyone? It's a beautiful weekend, beautiful Sunday.
2: Please stand with us and let's worship our Lord.
3: Praise to the Lord,
2: the Almighty, the King of creation. O my soul, praise Him, for He is Thy health and salvation. All He who now to His temple draw near. Praise Him in glad adoration. Praise, praise to the Lord, you. for all things so wondrously reigneth. Shelters thee under me. his wings; be so gently sustaineth.
0: Praise, the praise, praise,
2: to, praise to the Lord, what, oh, sorry. We're getting used. in your day there. Praise Come to the, the Lord, Lord who does prosper thy work and defend me. thee. Surely his, his goodness and mercy are daily attend thee. Father, I know what the Almighty can do. If with his love he befriend
3: thee.
2: Praise, Praise to the Lord, O all that is in, we adore all Him. That
3: all that
2: hath life and breath come now with praises before Him. Let the
1: old man
3: from His people him. again.
1: Glad before I, we adore Him. him. Amen. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you may be seated <laughs> uh just a, a quick thought-
0: in the way of announcements just a reminder that uh, our authoring is is up here on the communion table, and uh, we we won't be passing that uh because of the covid restrictions and also Our communion is, is individual cups. If you didn't, uh, get communion, uh, coming in, there's, uh, they're set out on the table out here. Feel free while we're singing our next round of songs to go out and get one and, and have it ready for when communion time comes after the message. Um, prayer needs this morning. Uh, we need to be praying for Kay Morris. Uh, she's, uh, had a real terrible round of, 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 of battle with the back surgery that she had. Um, got a serious infection, went all the way into the bone. Uh, they've been actually opened her up a couple of times. I said they need to put a zipper in uh, to be able to go in and clean out right down into the spinal column, clean out this infection. And uh, they seem to be on top of it. And of course, if you get an infection like that. Um, you know, bone marrow is where your platelets are formed. And, uh, so her platelet count went down to, to next to, to nothing, you know, and, uh, this, she's on, they're using the scale with her. It doesn't reflect the actual number. She's, she is at a 10 now, which isn't, there's more room to go by far. And so uh, she's hoping to get it uh, up so that she can go to Reading and get the things that need to be done over there in, in therapy and and, and stuff uh, taken care of and get back home. So she's just asked for prayer and and uh, Diane Van is, uh continues to have problems in, in the uh rehab in in uh Eureka she's at the General Hospital rehab and uh she's got she has basically no feeling in her left leg. And she's also having problems with her left eye. She's can't see very clearly. So uh, she asked that we would pray. And, of course, uh just going on with the COVID-19 situation and and the impact that it's had, uh, our kids going back to school, those that are in school, uh, you know, that God would protect them, uh that our schools would be uh, covered by the Lord. And then with all these fires going on, it continues to, create problems with the the smoke and, and different aspects. Uh, we've got a lot to pray for and, and uh certainly uh thinking in terms of the elections that are coming up in just a short period of time as well. So anything else we need to put on our prayer list this morning?
1: Let's let's pray together. Father, we first come to say thank you. We recognize that you are the sovereign God, creator of all things.
0: You are our savior. You have purchased our salvation through Jesus Christ on the cross. I think of the way it's, it's put in scripture. You, you nailed our, our sins to the cross. Thank you, Lord.
1: And so we come this morning
0: to worship you. And as we do, Lord, we also come to Ask for your mercy and your grace on our prayer needs this morning
1: for our nation that we would be able to become you
0: a, a united people in the sense of, of not that we have to agree on everything, but that we realize we are we have been blessed by you in so many ways as a nation. And right now, it seems like we are ignoring that, and we just want to come back to that point where we recognize the God of all creation has has blessed us so richly. We pray for our leaders, and not just uh, at, at the national level, but we pray right down to the to the the local school boards, even Lord, that you would uh, move in such a way
1: that 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 you would open the eyes of people to your glory. We pray for the
0: firefighters, the first responders and the firefighters that are so invo- involved that I, I've been reading the articles of how fatigued they are. And we ask, Lord, that you would be with them, strengthen them, keep them safe. Lord, uh, protect them as they strive to contain and put out uh, these massive fires. We ask Lord that you would uh, protect people and 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 as we always look at it, we think in terms of property can be replaced, but we we ask that you would protect the lives of people, Lord we think specifically of kay and and Diane and their physical needs. We ask Lord that you would bring strength bring peace for them as well. It's difficult being in 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 a hospital and or in a a care facility, especially with the the news of of the different places uh, that have experienced the COVID-19 and and, and it's been such a problem in those types of facilities, we ask that you would protect them and keep them safe. We don't hesitate, Lord, to ask for your healing touch on both of them. Give the doctors wisdom as to how to minister to them, how to defeat this infection that Kay has and how to determine what to do for Diane with these many strokes that she's been having and how to bring those things to an end. Again, we don't hesitate to pray for the miracle that would bring healing. We confidently leave them in your hands, Lord. And Father, again, we we commit this time to you. We ask that you would be with us, strengthen us. And we just thank you, Lord that we can come to you with a confidence that the God of all creation hears our prayers
1: and acts on them. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: The way you love me, how you move me deep within. Well, I love the way you hold me, draw me into you. God, I praise thee, you amaze me. Take my life, let your light shine through. Jesus, save your friend of sinners, fill me up, cause all I really want is more of you. Lord, I love the way you bless me, how you look into my heart. Lord, I love the way you lead me right into your arms. Hey, praise be you, amaze me, take my life, let your light shine through. Jesus, save your friend of sinners, fill me up, cause all I really want is more of God. Hey, praise be you, amaze me, take my life, let your light shine through. Jesus, save your friend of sinners. Fill me up, because all I really
1: want is more of you. Sorry, we're going to do it. We're doing a new song. Well, a new to me, but it's the oldie. <laughs> Beloved. And uh we changed the words a little bit because the King James really was messing me up. Just <laughs> forewarn you.
2: <laughs> you can stand with us and sing, too. Let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love, does not know God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love, does not know God, for God is love. Love it. Let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8.
3: <laughs>
1: Pastor Bob is reading from 1 John 4, 7 and 8 this morning, so we did that especially for him. <laughs>
2: here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together love me, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. King of all days, oh, so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all for love's sake became poor. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. I'll never know. How much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. light of the world you step down into darkness hope in my eyes let me see
1: Maybe seated This morning we're going to start a series on
0: uh, worship, It'll be for the next uh, five weeks, uh, and the basic concept is biblical worship. And somebody would say, it, you know, that, that's what we're going to go through Scripture to determine what biblical worship is. And a lot of times we we limit the idea of worship to a particular act, which is what singing. You yeah, know, we normally consider worship and singing as synonymous. By the way, they are. As far as singing and, and praises to the God, that is worship. But worship is much bigger than that. And, uh, and so that's what we're going to look at. And we're going to, I wanted to start with, uh, a comment, uh, you know, the purpose of man, uh, that's listed in the Westminster short, uh, Cate- shorter catechism. And basically this says, says, what is the chief end of man? The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And I think what an awesome thing to think about to glorify God and enjoy him. And this idea forever is eternally forever and ever and ever. And so, uh, this being the chief end of man is to glorify God. I was thinking, uh, of, of, the, the song, Ascribe to the Lord the glory, do his name. That's Psalm 29, and it's in the first couple of verses. And it goes on to say, Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. And the, the idea of his holiness includes his righteousness, his glory, all of that. His holiness because he's uniquely set apart from everything. He is set apart from creation because he is the creator. He is above all things theres you know he's completely apart from in that sense he spoke the creation into existence, and so he is worthy to be worshipped and that's what we were singing this morning uh, I, I really appreciate the songs uh, the the simple definition of the word worship uh especially going to uh looking at the uh the The vernacular use of the word, not necessarily in scripture alone, was to ascribe worth to something. Now we are frequently find ourselves maybe guilty of ascribing worth to things that uh, that we put in ultimately by our actions and the way we behave and the way we think we actually in some way put ahead of God. OK, and we find ourselves uh, falling into the early chapters of Romans about, you know, worshiping things that that uh, worshiping the creation rather than the creator. But the idea here is, is that to to worship is to to ascribe worth to something. And that made me think of, again, this this ascribe to the Lord, the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Uh This idea to ascribe to the Lord his worth is to declare or to affirm
1: his supreme glory, his preeminent position in all things. To do that, we have to begin with the reality that we have to humble ourselves. We are not the most important thing. The things that we
0: have, the things that we do, are not the most important things. God is ahead of all things. So we humble ourselves and we give
1: to God the glory, the honor, reverence, awe. We respect who He
0: is, we and and we commit ourselves to serving him this is and so all of this is a sense of worship worship it's more than just the singing in other words it's it's the committing everything to him and recognizing that he is the only one that deserves the glory the honor the reverence the awe the respect and and as as we give those things to him it kind of comes back to where we were, you know, the last few weeks, uh, you know, talking about, uh, how we love God and, and, and honor God and how one of the ways we, we talk about that, we were saying the song is to love one another. Okay.
1: To love one another in respect to our love for God first. He gives us the ability to love one another. He even gives us the ability to love our what? Enemies. That is worship. So this idea is,
0: is, is we humble ourselves. We come to, to God and wrote, note that he alone is worthy of praise.
1: Now, what do we bring to him? Then, as an offering, huh,
0: ourselves, uh, Romans chapter twelve is you know I, I refer to it frequently, uh, but it's it's the key to to understanding where we're going this morning. Paul writes, "I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy." and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect we are to offer ourselves a living sacrifice in other words to offer our lives to to God and what we're saying is that when we when we do this, it's not just to say I, I offer, you know, part of my time or I offer part of my resources. or I When we say to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, what we're saying is, God, we surrender ownership of us to you
1: or myself to you. You are sovereign in me, in my life. again it's an act of, of of humbling ourselves and lifting up God offer ourselves as a living sacrifice it's an act of worship to do this
0: and it's the idea is is in this spiritual worship that God will and as a result we draw close to him he he transforms us and the way he transforms us is through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. When we confess Jesus Christ as our Savior, uh, we, you know, Jesus says, "You must be born again. You'll receive to get the gift. The you know, we have the
1: Holy Spirit
0: in us. When we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And at that point, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit comes in us and the beginning of transforming or the beginning of transformation happens. Um, there's uh, w- one picture of this that I was, I was thinking of and uh, we find
1: it in the book of Colossians. Uh, chapter uh, three. I was it's Paul in his way of looking at the the
0: process of transformation. Let me just I'm just going to read the start with chapter three, verse one. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on
1: earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who
0: is your life appears, then you will also, you will appear with him in glory. What we're talking about again is this idea. We are now owned by God. I don't know how to put it. We're his children. He is our father. We'll get into more detail in a minute. As a result of this relationship, he says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetous, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slender, and, uh, and obscene talk, From your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. And then you, you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator.
1: His holiness,
0: his image, his holiness. God is renewing us in his holiness. He's making us what? Holy. You know, the way we can be in his presence is to be holy as he is holy. Initially coming through Jesus Christ, but he is going to actually create in us that situation where we will become holy. He's going to complete a work in us that he has started, this transformation, and we will be his
1: children eternally. We will be joint heirs with Jesus eternally. There will be no condemnation over us anymore. Forever. He says, then put on, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Again, this idea of loving one another. Carrying over from
0: last week and and, and, and the, the... messages that we're talking we are to the way we are known by christians is the way we love each other that's why first john 4 7 and 8 you know if if we don't love each other then we don't know god we can claim all the things we want about saying we go to church we tithe we do whatever but if it's not exemplified examples in our way. We love each other, to love within the framework of our family and even to the point, again, to love our enemies. I hear people say, you know, you know, especially in politics, they they you know, I can recall, you know, when one one when uh, Obama was president, people were so frustrated with him as a Democrat and, and his position in the, the party platform that they said, no way would I stand up for him. And then there's the Democrats who say, I, no way I would stand up for Trump. I got news for you. Those aren't our options. <laughs> we are, we are to love them and to the point where we honor them even. The scripture tell us to honor our leaders. And it doesn't matter. I think of my, my stepdad. He was saying it didn't matter when it looked like I was going into the, well, initially I was signed up to go into the Navy and he was telling me that my, my, uh, drill sergeant that I was training in the Navy would be a Marine. And, uh, and he was a drill sergeant retired. And so he was telling me all the things that was, <laughs> he says, and you won't have any, you don't have to like it because you, it is sir. Yes, sir. And it is, you know, and when the, 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 you salute and you do all these things because of the people that are, are higher than you or whatever. And, and our responsibility, scripture makes it clear to honor those that God has allowed to be in leadership over us. By the way, did you catch what I said? That God has allowed. Nobody gets into a position of leadership that God isn't involved, that he doesn't allow. Do I get confused sometimes as to where it's going to go? Yeah, because I
1: don't fully see the picture. But if I am worshiping God, I am trusting God.
0: And in his sovereignty, I'm looking at it and, 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 and I'm to put on the things that he says are of him. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other and it's it's like
1: without a without a second thought oh i you know forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven
0: you and that takes me to the lord's prayer and i often read that and i think boy do i want
1: to be forgiven as i have forgiven others but what he's trying to do is to touch our hearts and realize How
0: awesome what God has done. And it should change, transform our hearts.
1: Turn us into worshipers. That even forgiveness is an act of worshiping God. And above all, put on love. Which binds everything together in
0: perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Now those things we look at worship, you know, singing psalms and and hymns and spiritual songs. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father uh, through him. In whatever you do, in word
1: or deed, do it giving thanks to the Father. Giving thanks to the Father is an act of what? Worship.
0: I guess what I'm trying to get through here is is that worship is a thing that is a part of our life consistently, every day, every moment. And
1: everything that we do is an act of either glorifying God or not glorifying God. So, this idea of worshiping God is far more than Sunday
0: mornings. We've, you know, it's far more than singing. It's
1: everything we do in word or deed with thanksgiving to God. Again, with that idea,
0: this idea of being transformed is what I shared with you here again from Colossians chapter 3 put to death the things of the world and then put on. As God's chosen ones. And again, look at it. Humility, meekness, patience. Bearing with one another. And and if one has a complaint against another. Forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you.
1: All of this is an act of worship. And it can't be done unless you have given yourself over to Jesus Christ.
0: As a living sacrifice that has to happen. That is the process of asking God
1: to enter your life and to save you. All of this, he says, is done in response to what Christ has done for us. Uh, Just
0: go over just a little bit backwards to Colossians, Colossians chapter uh, two, verse 12. Uh, You. That He set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them and Him. So, like I talked about in Zechariah chapter three, you know, we can be standing before the throne of God, Satan's standing there wanting to read His list of wrongs that we've committed, and God says, "Rebuke you and goodbye." Doesn't even give Him a chance to say anything about it. Because God has cleansed us.
1: God has saved us. We are covered by the blood of Christ. Our sins have been nailed to the cross. Now,
0: all of that is a way of introduction to bring me to what I wanted to share
1: this morning. Going to John chapter 4. Familiar chapter, uh, some of you will have, uh, a heading like the woman at the well or,
0: or the Samaritan woman or Jesus and the woman of Samaria, something like that as far as the, 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 the denotation of, of this passage. Uh, and, uh, what is in the framework of this passage is the basics on how we worship the Lord foundational basics as to how we worship the Lord. And I, 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 feel I need to read most of this in order to just keep the context together. It says when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that, that, uh, he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed, uh, again for Galilee. Now if you understand the geography of, of of Israel, to get to Galilee, you have to go through Samaria. Or you go over or along the, the Sea of Galilee, and there's an area where they can avoid going through Samaria. The righteous Jew would take a longer trek and avoid going through Samaria at all. We'll, we'll see why in a minute. He left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of uh, uh, of Samaria called Sychar, uh, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour, which would be noon. Now, if he's been walking for all this time and he's wearied and it's about noon, what do you surmise that he's probably what? thirsty and hungry a woman from Samaria came to draw water Jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food the Samaritan woman said to him how is it that you a Jew ask for a drink from me first a woman men did not talk to women Jewish men did not talk to women in, in, in on a one-to-one basis uh, in, like in a situation like that, to avoid any form of concern or, or what, how someone might perceive it. But not just a woman, he
1: says a woman of Samaria, For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Why does, what is it about Samaritans? Yeah, they're half,
0: somebody said it, half Jews yeah a half gentile okay what happened was in 721 the assyrians conquered the hebrew people and they the, the assyrians had a, a a system of separating people from their geographical locations not all of them but enough of them that it would disrupt things in such a way that they they would find it hard to unite and rise up what against them so we have the the this the the hebrew people scattered all over through syria and 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 and, and into the east of, of of israel and 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 you get the story of uh of daniel and a lot of other things that come out of that but but the, the picture was that there was a group left behind as well now what did the assyrians do well, people they'd conquered over here in the Gentile
1: world, they moved into Israel. And those people intermarried. Well, when the Jews were allowed to return to Israel, they pushed those people
0: out and into a, one particular geographical location, the Samaritans,
1: half Jew, half Gentile. And they would have nothing to do with them because they were Half Gentile, they were unclean people. So you can see her understanding.
0: She can look at Jesus by the way he's dressed, the way his, his 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 hair is and his beard is. He's he's an Orthodox Jewish man, and and she says, so you know, you're talking to me. I'm a woman, and we're by ourselves. Number one, number two, you're talking to me, and I'm a Samaritan, and you can tell, you know, that I am. Uh, What's going on here? This is highly unusual.
1: Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you,
0: give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water
1: with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Again, where are they? Jacob's well. He gave us the well
0: and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Now, she's calling Jacob, our father Jacob. We talk about worshiping the God of Abraham, Jacob. and Okay, what's going on
1: here? Do they worship the same God? Well, yes and no. They took the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, and that was their worship guide. The rest of it, all the prophets,
0: all the things that God brought into the, the nation of, of Israel and, the, and spoke the word of God in so many different ways, they completely ignored. That too made
1: them anathema to a righteous Jew. And so they and, and even those five
0: books, they picked and chose out of those what they would live by and what they
1: wouldn't, and what they would ignore. So that even corrupted that. And they worshiped at a place called Mount Gerizim. Guess what's at Mount Gerizim? Jacob's Well. This is where they are. And. And so
0: just keep that in mind as, as, as I go on here that that, that was an important little side note there. He's saying, if you knew the gift, you know, you know, I, you would ask for the living water. You don't have anything to draw the water out with. Are you greater than my father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become
1: in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Whoever drinks of this living water will it will well up into them uh, into up to
0: eternal life. What is he saying? If you drink of this living water, you will be saved. You will be have eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. She's not quite getting it. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have
1: no husband. Jesus said to her, You're right in saying I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. And the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Jesus is playing the role, not when I say playing, don't mean
0: in anything but the highest regard. He is in the role of prophet for the moment.
1: The woman said to her, to him, to Jesus, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet.
0: Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you
1: say that in Jerusalem is the place where our people ought to worship, Mount Zion. She's got this this question. Obviously, she says, we worship here. You worship there. You say that's where we have to worship. And Jesus responds, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship
0: what we know for salvation is from the Jews. Now listen carefully,
1: but. The hour is coming and now is now here when the true worshipers
0: will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The hour is coming and is now here. Jesus is saying there is a transition going on and and that transition rests in him
1: and he is sitting right before her eyes. Worship is going to completely change in the sense of location. There's not going to be a special mountain anymore. Neither mountain. He's basically saying a new era is coming and is now here. Why? Because Jesus is here. True worshipers. And the idea of true worshipers,
0: again, uh, for today would be people who have confessed Jesus as their Savior, confessed with their mouth, believe in their heart, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that God raised him from
1: the dead. Those who are saved, true worshipers, will worship the Father.
0: And just to take a stop, a, a, a step back here for the moment and just this
1: idea of, of even calling God Father. We'll worship the Father. This is an intimate relationship. Father and child. God calls us His children. We
0: are children of God, joint heirs with Jesus. We have an inheritance from Him. We're His children. All of this is such a powerful picture,
1: intimate family relationship. He says, you know, that we'll worship
0: the Father in spirit and in truth. There's all sorts of of this idea of what in spirit is. Some people just say, it, you know, you worship in the Holy Spirit. Others say, no, you worship in the sense of who you are. Your spirit will worship. Our soul will worship. I kind of believe it's both. <laughs> and that's not unusual in Scripture to find this. First off, in spirit, it does reflect the idea that our heart, our soul, our mind. How are we to love you love the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind with all your spirit okay but you can't do that
1: without the holy
0: spirit directing you you will not do it on your own initiative it requires the holy spirit to come to that point so it is both to worship in spirit is to surrender to the holy spirit allow him to to overwhelm you if you will and and take control of your heart, your soul, and your mind to worship god and to, and to, and to to love him with all our heart, soul and mind
1: and to worship him in truth go ahead a little bit in in the gospel of john in John chapter seventeen verses sixteen and seventeen says uh, the the Talking about,
0: uh, in his, his high priestly prayer, he's saying, my, my disciples, he says, they're not of the
1: world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them. To sanctify them, again, make them holy,
0: set them apart. In the truth, your word is truth. Okay, to worship in truth, your word is truth to sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. What is his word? We have it sitting here. The scriptures. Peter says they are here to cause us to grow in the Lord in such a way as to to understand who he is and what he wants us to do and understand his will. Jesus also says, very distinctly, John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, our worship must come with an understanding of our relationship with Jesus Christ. To worship in the truth is to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are able to worship in the Spirit because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit uh, that uh, can you know takes over in the sense our heart, our soul, our mind, because we have given him as a living sacrifice ourselves. I know I'm brushing through this, but I'm trying to tie it all together. Uh You know, the, the, this picture. We've offered ourselves as a living sacrifice to be transformed.
1: Here it is to be transformed, is to worship God in spirit and truth. By the way, God is spirit. What do we know about that? Jesus
0: says, there's not. We're not talking about flesh and bone. God is not
1: flesh and bone. And we must worship him. Must worship him. It's an imperative.
0: We must worship him in spirit, heart, soul, and mind through the Holy Spirit in us, born again, all the things that go with that, and truth
1: through Jesus Christ and his word. Now, it's no surprise
0: that John starts off the, the, the gospel of John with, in the beginning, was the word. We'll get to that in just a second. Verses 25 and 26. It says, you know, God is spirit, verse 24, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called
1: Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Literally, he says to her. The one who is speaking to you is I am. The word, the the phrase ego, me, I am. It's important to note that. Because what he is saying to her is something that she would know from exodus, chapter three, verse fifteen thirteen and through fourteen. you know it, Jesus said this uh, again just a, a little bit after this in John chapter eight, let me read this to you the Jews
0: said to Jesus are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon you know he was healing uh, and 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 teaching and and uh, Jesus answered i do not have a demon but i honor my father and you dishonor me yet i do not seek my own glory there is one who seeks it and he is the judge truly truly i say to you if anyone keeps my word he will never see death the jews said to him now we know that you have a demon abraham died As did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets
1: died. Who do you make yourself out to be? In other words, who do you think you are? Jesus answered, if
0: I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But do not, uh, but I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my
1: day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, "You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham?"
0: That was just a play on words. In other words, you know, obviously you. Abraham has been dead for a long time. You know. Truly, truly, he says, Jesus says, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Again,
1: the phrase, ego me. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid
0: himself and went out of the temple. Why would they pick up stones to throw at him? He used the phrase, I am. Go back to Exodus chapter 3. Verses uh, 13 and 14, uh, Moses has approached the burning bush and God has now commissioned him and sent him out. And he says, who do I say has sent me? Tell them I am
1: that I am has sent you. That. The Hebrew people, they saw that and said, he's calling himself
0: God. That's why they were going to stone him. They were calling. It was blasphemy as far as they were concerned.
1: He does it again here in John chapter four. The phrase within
0: the framework of that verse, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he is
1: I am. That same phrase. He's declaring himself to be God. Jesus is God.
0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the
1: Word was God. John chapter 1, verse 1. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh. The Word, God, became flesh. Man. Verse 18 says, No one has seen God but the Son. Jesus. What did Jesus do? He says he came in the flesh. I will share this as we move towards communion. The Philippians. Paul writes to them If there is any encouragement in
0: Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being full and full accord of one mind. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Why didn't he
1: have to grasp at it? Because he had it. But he made himself nothing. Taking the form of a servant,
0: being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming
1: obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus became... Our sacrifice.
0: All of the Old Testament sacrifices were
1: simply pointing to
0: the one and final sacrifice, Jesus Christ and his blood spilled for us. So much so that even before it happened, John the Baptist would say in John chapter 1, Behold the Lamb of God
1: who takes away the sin of the world. A prophetic statement from John the Baptist. This is to have an impact on us. It's,
0: it 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 it's if if this is what we believe, this should have a major context of the in the sense of of the drive to worship the one true God and to worship in all that we do, word and deed, to make it acceptable to the Lord, so that whatever we do, he can look on it and and
1: be and, and we can say, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. In the book of Hebrews, in this, in the way of preparing our hearts for communion. The author of Hebrews writes, Christ has
0: entered not into the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Or was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood, not as his own? For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all. At the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself and just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes the judgment so Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time not to deal with sin but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him Jesus has nailed our sins to the cross we are eagerly waiting for Him. That's another act of worship. To say, I eagerly wait for the true one, true
1: God. We are ascribing to Him worth. We are worshiping Him. It's, worship is a constant act.
0: It's not a stagnant thing that, that we do here, we do there, or we do here. It is to be a flow through our lives. We're going to, to sing... The, the song, Take Me In The Outer Courts. It's one of my favorite songs as far as, uh, going into communion goes. And I'm gonna read the words before we sing them. Take me past the outer courts into the holy place. The holy place is the place where the, the, the high priest would go once a year. Past the brazen altar, Lord, I want to see your face. The holy place was where they, they, they met to go into the holy of holies. Pass the brazen altar, Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowds of people and the priests who sing your praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, but it's only found in one place. Take me into the Holy of Holies. The high priest could only go into the Holy of Holies once a year. And because of, 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 a an abomination that was performed, they they, they tied a rope, around, uh, and, and there was death involved, they tied a rope around the high priest so that just in case he blew it, they could pull him out. Take me into the Holy of Holies, Lord. I I want to go where the high priest goes with a rope around him in case he dies. No, this is, but we're going, it says, take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Behold, the lamb who takes away the sins of the world, John the Baptist, take me in by the blood of the lamb. Take me into the holy of holies. Take the coal. Touch my lips. Here I am. A reference to Isaiah chapter six, where Isaiah realized he was in the presence of God. He says, oh, man, am I, 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 I'm done in. I'm done for my I am a man of unclean lips. And they took the coal from the altar of God and cleansed his lips. In a sense, that's what we see happening to us. Take the coal, touch my lips, here I am. As a result, I can be in the Holy of Holies. By the way, I come back to A.W. Tozer frequently on this one kind of a picture. God did not die. Christ did not go to the cross that we might catch a glimpse of the Holy of Holies passing by. He didn't die on the cross that we might visit the Holy of Holies occasionally.
1: He died that we might dwell in the holy of holies forever. So, let's go to communion and ask the uh, Rebecca and,
0: and, and c- come 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 forward and and
1: uh, Naomi and Rebecca lead us in the song. Take me in.
2: Take me past the outer
1: court
2: And through the holy place Past the brazen altar Lord, I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people, the priests who sing their praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, but it's only found in one place. Take me into the holy of holies. Take me in by the blood of the lamb. Take me into the holy of holies. Take the coal, cleanse my lips. Here I am. Take me past the outer courts and through the holy place past the brazen altar Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowds of people, the priests who sing their praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, but it's only found in one place. Take me into the holy of holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take the coal, cleanse my lips, here I am. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take the coal, cleanse my lips, here I am.
1: Matthew records the Lord's Supper and the meal that Jesus and his disciples
0: shared the night that he was betrayed. Matthew writes it this way. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and
1: after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body. Sure. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them,
0: saying, Drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the
1: vine until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Communion is a
0: celebration of what Christ has done, is doing, and will do. I, I think it's an amazing picture of the of the whole. He has come. He has paid the price. There's no condemnation over us. We are children of God and and, and have eternal life. We share in the communion to remember what He has done, but also the reality of what he is doing, he is in the process of transforming us through the Holy Spirit, working us into the children of God he wants us to be. And he says he's going to share this with us again. At the point of, it says, when, in, in my father's kingdom. What a powerful picture. We have that to look forward to. There is a day, a point, and a time where we will share this with Christ in remembrance of what he has done. And what he is doing, and what we will be for eternity—what an amazing thing! All of that resting here in these symbolic things that we do, in the reference to communion. Communion, by the way, is an act of worship. Singing is worship. Opening the Word to God together and reading it is worship. Praying is worship. Studying the Word alone at home is worship. Walking through the this, this city of, of Fortuna, if you are doing it in the act of the idea of God, open my eyes, open my ears, that I might be your vessel today walking through the city of Fortuna, we're, we're doing everything in word or deed. It's an act of worship. We're saying, worthy are you, God, to direct and, and open my path. We recognize you are sovereign in all things. Again, worship is flows. It's not uh, something stagnant happens here, here, or here. It's, it flows. And we are a people of worship because God is worthy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace. We ask that you would go with us. Uh, I, I, I said the, the words, open our eyes and our ears that we might uh, see the world through your eyes. And hear it through your ears and then have your hands to touch, to, to, to minister and your words to encourage and to lift up. We thank you. We ask that you go with us. We worship you. You alone are worthy of our praise in Jesus name. Amen. Would you stand as we close and thank you for being here this morning. Lord bless and, uh, Have a good rest of the day.
2: To God be the glory, great things he has done, so loved he the world that he gave us his son, to yield his his life and atonement for sin, and hope and the floodgates that home may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he has done. Oh perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus apart and receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory great things he has done great Great things he has taught us great things he has done and great are rejoicing through jesus the son but pure and higher and greater will be our wonder our transport when jesus we see. praise the lord praise the lord let the earth hear his voice praise the lord praise the lord let the people rejoice Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give Him the glory, great things He has done.
3: Amen.